Oh, we're already set up? We're set up. Why it's does like it that. take so much longer with Elijah? Because <laughs> Elijah, <laughs> Elijah's fucking here and he just gets distracted. He <laughs> has like ADHD coming into the conversation. Like slowly <laughs> plugging in the mics, undoing the cords. We've been here for two minutes and we've already got it figured out. So what you're saying is this is way more efficient. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> the efficiency and just the pace of this has gone way up. Fuck, yeah. it's nice being productive for once. Episode 46, Stick and Rink. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, wherever you get your favorite podcast from under the Hockey Podcast Network or Stick and Ring Podcast. Raph, you ready to get it going? Oh, yeah, buddy. Always ready. Perfect. Let's do it. Let's go. episode 46 guys what's up we're down one body you haven't heard a sweet sexy voice and you're just gonna have to wait another week uh but the train never stops fucking moving this wagon keeps going um but just so you guys are aware we do have the tankathon promotion going again basically how it works is you guys go on their website you simulate the nhl draft for the first 15 picks when you begin to feel a little bit lucky unlike elijah's health um you screenshot it you put it on their twitter post and then you have a chance to win 200 dollars uh gift card to cool hockey they've got a bunch of cool merch on there all nhl approved it's really cool shit but yeah, let's let let's get into it. So, Raph. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Uh, scale of one to ten, how good is your hockey knowledge? I'd say it, we're not even on a scale. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So this guy's like a negative thousand. So yeah. it's just gonna be me actually today. Uh, Elijah is down with some sort of thing. We suspect it's coronavirus. Uh, patient zero, as we like to call it in the lower mainland. So Elijah, hope you're feeling better there, buddy. Um, you heard it here first, Elijah. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Yeah, we're we're gonna break the internet here. <laughs> Next thing you know, this guy's gonna be showing up in one of those big fucking hamster balls because the <laughs> the Canadian government's just gonna be like, yeah, no, you can't go outside. <laughs> and he's gonna be like, well, I need the bug, yes. <laughs> well, we were thinking about it last episode too, showing up with like face masks and everything, just being like extra protective just in case he contaminates us as well. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like that uh, guy just, I don't know, he just gets it. Yeah, know? he just gets it. So. Um, it's just going to be me. So majority of this episode is somewhat going to be related to hockey. Um, Elijah and I always struggle for content when the Canucks aren't playing and we've already broken down the previous games. So him and I always have a hard time going off of one another. So today it's just solo dolo Josh and it's, it's, it's going to be okay, but we'll figure it out. Honestly, buddy, think about it this way though. You have nobody to oppose any of your thoughts. You could literally say anything you Elijah's want. Elijah's a fucking loser. And and he, yeah, there you go. And well, and Elijah, I'll, you hear that, buddy? I hate you. <laughs> I'll unconditionally agree with you, and so will our, so will our listeners. I carry this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In the words of Donald Trump, you need to have stamina. <laughs> stamina when it comes to podcasting, Elijah. So, um, all right. So, first topic I have uh, is I just missed the guy, but, you know, it's fine. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll do without him. It's for the best. Um. Okay, so the Vancouver Canucks. Right now, uh, I was just Googling some stats before we started recording. We're 4-5-1 and one in the last 10. So we're kind of playing that 500 hockey. We're playing a little bit of a dangerous game right now with Jacob Markstrom being out of the lineup. Um, 
And, you know, we said it last episode, Thatcher Demko and Louis Deming are, you know, you've got some big shoes to fill here. Like you're a size eight and you're trying to fill some Shaquille O'Neal type shoes, you know, like a size 15. Um, just with the MVP season that uh, Jacob Markstrom has had, at least in terms of Canuck standards, not overall in the league. Um, we got Arizona tomorrow, 730 in Rogers Arena. Um, you know, you don't have to have a whole lot of hockey knowledge to know that this is a must-win situation for the Canucks. Um, well, I was reading stats, I think, on the on what are the actual odds of the Canucks going, or like what's the actual percentage of the Canucks making mm-hmm. it to playoffs right now. And I think right now it's only, after that previous loss, it's about 66% or even just a little bit under that right now. Dude, I just got off the athletic. You know what it is what? in terms of percentage-wise? 52%. No way. The Canucks are favored to win. That is not against a team like Arizona. It's legitimately, legitimately a coin flip at this point. It, it's, it's honestly a toss-up. Like, I feel like right now... If there's going to be any momentum to Thatcher Demko's game that's going to get this thing rolling for the Canucks, at least squeeze them into the playoffs, is going to be this win right here. Arizona, it's a division rival. They're two points out um, from the Canucks in a wild card spot. Like if if Arizona beats us straight up in regulation tomorrow, we're we're tied. Yeah, we're tied. Like they can they can get into a wild card spot now. Um, another stat that I was looking at just in terms of the standings to make, uh, myself a little bit better. Um, the Canucks have actually played the least amount of games in the Western conference, not just the Pacific, the Western. So including the central division, um, we're at 65. Um, so with Edmonton, Calgary, and Vegas, we have two and three games at hand on both those teams. And we're only behind Calgary by a point. We're behind Vegas by, I think three points or four points so there is some wiggle room but at the same time like this is the time that you really have to take advantage of those games played because when you're getting into the um the grindstone of like games 75 to 82 like you don't want to be relying on games at hand because that's when it really starts to turn into like must win games um well it's like any situation too if you think about it right like you want to be mm-hmm. in a comfortable spot like right now it's we're approaching the point of being make or break and you, that's you want a cushion like yeah you, you need a cushion to go into the playoffs like obviously i assume the canucks want um you know right now do i want to be at the top of the division not really because winnipeg and nashville are in the wild card spot so you're guaranteed to play a central team right now which is not the greatest so i'm either hoping to bump off vegas or calgary um, obviously I would prefer Vegas just to see an all Canadian first round matchup. Um, do you remember how many more games Vegas and Calgary have played than us? So Vegas has played, I want to say, uh, two more. I think they've played 67 and Calgary has played like 68 or something, but I will double check right now. Okay. So we've played 65 uh, Vegas is actually at the top of the division, so I completely fucking butched that. But uh, Vegas has played 68 games. They're at 82 points. Edmonton has played 67. They're at 80. Calgary has played 67. They're at 75. And Vancouver has played 65, and we're at 74. So that's not looking too bad. Like, we have two more games to basically meet Calgary's score at this point. I mean, if we so win against point. Arizona, we're going to take third in the Pacific Division tomorrow, yeah. which, which is great. But then we're playing Edmonton. Yes. And, um, fuck, Edmonton's scary right now. And this will kind of tie into one of the other topics that I have. Are we um, playing Edmonton at home? You mean Arizona? Well, because you, know, you were talking about Edmonton. 
just in terms of the standings. Oh, gotcha. But like, if we're gonna play Edmonton in the playoffs, that's something to be worried about. So I looked at leading scores in the Pacific Division. Okay, so this is what it is. Okay, Leon Drysital, one hundred and seven points in sixty six games. That's fucked. Okay, that's first place. Yeah. Second place is Connor McDavid. Yeah. Ninety four points in sixty games. So they're at the top of the league right now in terms of league scoring. Third place in the Pacific is our very own JT Miller, but he only has 68 points in 65 games. That's a massive deficit. Between first and third, that's ridiculous. That is Between second and third, that is a massive gap. That is huge. Um, So Edmonton, I would say, is still kind of the team to beat right now. Leon Dreisaitl literally had four goals the other night, and I'm pretty sure he scored a hat trick in like five minutes. No way. Deadass. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, he is having just... An NHL MVP year. He's like, relatively young too, hey? Yeah, I think he's like 23 or 24. Um, God, I wish I had the factory over here to really check my facts on that one. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's just laid up in a hospital bed, I guess, just dying. We, Jake, should, call, we should call him. No, we shouldn't call no, him. No, we're not going to call him? No, because he's probably asleep right now. He's probably at work in the morning. Um, but yeah, so Quinn Hughes... Uh, I think right now is going to be like some sort of a shining light for us, at least on the blue line, which is obviously the biggest opportunity that we've had all year um, for Vancouver. So he's fourth in defense scoring. Um, I can't give you his point total, but I know he's behind, obviously, John Carlson, who is the favorite to win the um, the Norris. Um, but talking about awards, so what I have is I saved a couple things from Instagram a couple days ago just regarding the... Uh, awards so far from 75%, the three-quarter mark of the season. So 18 NHL.com writers cast their vote at the three-quarter mark of the season. Points averaged on a 5-4-3-2-1 basis. Okay, so first one we'll touch on is going to be the Calder. Kale McCarr, 82. Quinn Hughes, 77. And then there's a huge gap with Victor Olsen with 36. And then uh, the goaltender for Columbus and Elvis, Merz Leakins, who's recently come on, um, who's done really well. So right now, I I don't know if the disrespect is real right now with Quinn Hughes. Um, I love Kale McCarr's game. I think he is a franchise defenseman, but I still feel that, you know, just with K- Quinn Hughes's kind of, you know, reliability opposed to Kale McCarr's, not that they've played in ex- exponential like amount of games. Like there's not a huge difference. Like McCarr was hurt for a little bit. But right now, I think if Quinn Hughes doesn't win this, I would say it's a little bit of a snub. And obviously, Colorado is where they're at right now. They've dealt with injuries. And, you know, Kale McCarr has definitely, you know, shown that adversity. And their blue line is pretty nasty. So, you know, that kind of wraps it up for the the Calder. The Norris, uh, John Carlson at 88. Roman Yossi at 67. Victor Hedman at 48. And then Alex Petrangelo at 28. Um, I said earlier this year, John Carlson was just going to like tail off. I didn't think that he was actually going to be able to maintain the amount of points that he's had, but this guy's hanging in and Washington is top notch this year. They're doing so well. Um, You know, it's hard not to like them for maybe another cup, but yeah, it's, it's definitely coming down to the wire at least uh, with Roman Yossi and um, John Carlson, but Yossi with Nashville, if they don't get into the playoffs, there's no way. There's no way Yossi is winning that trophy. Um, so yeah, so Norris, that kind of wraps it up for that one. I really wish I had fucking Elijah here, um, but I think the 
the one that Elijah really cares about, but he is going to be very disappointed. Uh, the Jack Adams, so coach of the year, Mike Sullivan at 74, John Tortorella at 56, and then Travis Green at 35. That's still kind of a blowout too, though. Yeah, I mean, it is a blowout. There is a big gap even between first, second, and second and third for sure. But you know what? The fact that Travis Green is actually within the conversation, I think that's a good start for the Canucks. Like, I think that, sh- that is showing that, you know, the Canucks with these awards and, um, you know, they do, they are starting to develop like the right pieces, um, you know, guys that are actually on the ice and guys you know, kind of um, not necessarily behind the scenes, but not the guys that are just lacing up the skates. Like, you know, Jim Benning has done a really good job. And, you know, Travis Green, I feel like, you know, he deserves a lot of credit. Like he's kind of harnessing all this young talent, putting it into one good hardworking unit. So, you know, I don't think he's going to win. I mean, we're three quarters done the year. So, but yeah, Mike Sullivan has done a terrific job in, uh, in Pittsburgh and John Tortorella also in Columbus. Like they've dealt with so much shit this year and yet they're somewhat still in the hunt. So yeah, uh, Jack Adams, but the Vezina, we can kind of touch on that. Jacob Markstrom is an honorable mention. I think him not playing right now is definitely going to hurt. Um, just because if he can, if he was here and he was healthy and he were to get the Canucks to the playoffs, I feel like he would be on this list. But Vasilevsky in Tampa, 75. Tuka Rask, 63. And then Ben Bishop down in Dallas with 49. So, you know, Tampa Bay, is they had a slow start in the first 20 games. People were really worried. I was worried for them. I mean, I didn't really care. But uh, they were definitely underperforming. But holy shit, second half of the season, like since the All-Star break, they've been they've been ripping up the league. So, um, and then, yeah, Tuka Rask, Boston, you know, he's always going to be in that conversation. I, one thing for Tuca is just, just getting that final cup. Like he hasn't, he doesn't have one. Um, and I feel like that might be one big blemish on his career. I mean, he's not old. Um, he's definitely not getting any younger though. He's been around though for a while. He, he has. And like, you know, when, when Boston was winning their cups, like that was all Timmy Thomas, like, you know, kind of this diamond in the rough that they kind of found and Rask has been to the playoffs multiple times. He's performed well in the playoffs, but there's always like a certain team that just kind of gets the better of Boston. Like Boston is arguably, I would say an Eastern conference final favorite every year. I would say like, it's hard to write them off. And then obviously Ben Bishop, you know, it's, it's always kind of nice with Vasilevsky and Ben Bishop. They used to play together in Tampa. Obviously, I would think that Ben Bishop would have left to stick it up uh, Andre's ass and win a Vezina and go further in the playoffs. But you know, Tampa Bay is a fucking wagon. So, so the final one is the heart. Everyone has been talking about this, and Leon Drysaddle, man, this guy's been fucking dominating the entire the entire year. He has been so good. The fact that they have, I think it's 30, 15 games left. Um, and this guy's already at 107 points. Like this guy could easily get, I would say to probably like 120 points easy, which is crazy to say. I believe it easily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like when you look at, um, Nikita Kucherov a couple years ago with Tampa, he had a really good year, but the fact that the Oilers just have these two guys that are, you put them on any other team and they are just like, obviously we all know how good McDavid is. But Drysaddle has kind of been like that Evgeny Malkin to the Sidney Crosby, like just kind of the second line center that just kind of goes and does his own business. He's always 
in the hunt for some sort of award with Crosby, but he, Crosby will always win it. But I think this year, like, I think it's really good for Dreisaitl to, you know, kind of outshine McDavid to, you know, just give even management, the Oilers and the fan base being like, I can be successful without without this guy. Like, I don't need this guy in the lineup to, you know, produce my points. Because obviously, you know, you see it in junior lot and whatnot with, you know, certain guys, like, they'll play on one one line together. I think one year it was the London Knights. I want to say it was Christian Dvorak, uh, Max Domi, and Matthew Kachuk. They all played in London together, and that line was so dominant. Max Domi is unreal now. Uh, Matthew Kachuk is obviously his, his stats... Uh, speak for themselves in Calgary. Christian Dvorak has, you know, sort of come a a bit of a slower start, but his stats as well, like you almost have this inflation of it based on, you know, who you play with, right? Like anyone who plays with Crosby, your stats are going to be a little bit inflated because he just makes everyone around them better, you know, kind of just like the wide receivers on the the Patriots, right? Like Brady will get you the ball. You know, if you trust in your routes, like he'll... He'll make you perform, um, and he'll cost him overpayments, which you've definitely seen. So I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you think if you took Dreisaitl and McDavid off of Edmonton, mm-hmm. and you move them to a different team that's a bit more of a powerhouse, yeah, do you think that they would be? Do you think they'd be playing in someone's shadow, or do you think they'd kind of be the? They'd still be the players that they are right now, standing out. Um, you know, I I th- dude, like McDavid is literally like, doesn't matter where he goes, that guy is gonna put up points no matter where he is, you know, it's not just because he's on Edmonton, like Edmonton was a shit team. And like these two guys have kind of brought in Edmonton, like to a good relevancy in the league. Like the fact that these two guys are literally carrying that team. Cause you take them off Edmonton and Edmonton is a basement team again. Like they're like a lottery team. Um, and it, it was crazy. Cause I remember last year spit and chicklets actually mentioned that, uh, Connor McDavid, Dreisaitl both had, 100 plus point seasons last year like they were both over 100 points and Edmonton didn't make the playoffs it was the first time since like the 93 season when it was actually Pittsburgh ironically enough with Mario Lemieux and Yarmer Yager both got 100 point seasons and they missed the playoffs like that is literally unheard of like the fact that you have two guys scoring 200 points for you in like an 82 game season is actually fucking crazy like you can guarantee that at least one of them is going to be some sort of relevancy on the score sheet every single night if not both right so when you have that talent like you are gonna get in or you should get in um this year i think they obviously have a lot more a lot better pieces around them. I think they're starting to get that young talent kind of over the hump, but everyone's saying that McDavid is still kind of the best player on the Oilers. And, you know, I, I would agree with that, but not this year. I think Leon has definitely, you know, earned a spot to win the Hart trophy. Like I think he easily deserves that. So fuck, is that it? That was a pretty quick recap, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, like in terms of, you know, I feel like I've covered a lot of, a lot of the topics. Like I think it's just, a must win over Arizona. We're four, five, and one in the last ten. You know, just you know, taking advantage of the games played right now. Like that's that's pretty much it. So, uh, but good on JT Miller, man. I can't say enough for this guy. The guy's killing it. He's so good, and and I think now, like I feel like after this season, he has easily earned that respect of Canuck fans, just based on like, hey, I am worth a first round pick for you guys. Like I can get you guys 
a consistent 60, like a point per game type of guy. Like I can get you 82 points in a year. And I feel like people just, they were worried about it just because he played on just an absolute unit in Tampa Bay last year. And even though that may be the case, but you know, those guys, like those depth guys that still kind of, you know, hide in the shadows, like they bring that mentality of winning. They know how to do it. They know how to perform in the playoffs. Like, you know, I think the Canucks, all they need to do is they just need to wait for Markstrom to get back and then they should be fine. But at the same time, Demko just needs to perform. He just needs to, you know, get some sort of groove going. He doesn't need to play at the Markstrom level, but he needs to play a pretty good rest of the season, I would say. Um, so, yeah. But uh, You think sometime in the near future, JT Miller pulls an A on his jersey or no? Um, I mean, he could. I'm not sure about his contract. I don't. It might be up this year, but I don't think it is. I think it might be next year or maybe the year after. We've either got him for another year or two more years. Um, you know, he is still relatively young. I mean, if he still puts up these numbers, I mean. Why not? Yeah. At the same time, though, you know, it's just a matter of like, you know, Tanev. If, if he leaves, then, you know, I think obviously you're losing an A and I think Miller would be a good candidate. But, um you know, I wonder, you know, for me, like if Tanev kicks, like, you know, you have Bo Horvat, uh, who's obviously the captain, but you still have, you know, maybe Quinn Hughes, like maybe Quinn Hughes gets it, right? And then so, you kind of contradict yourself there by saying that JT Miller's still young because Hughes is also... He's really young, but at the same time, Miller is kind of out of that stage of being a franchise player, right? So I see what you mean. So it's a matter of, you know, do you want to give a franchise player an A or do you want to do it for like a leader, right? Like Tana wears an A, but it's not because he's a Norris trophy guy. Like he's a good defenseman, like he's solid, but that's a leadership assistant captain given. Yeah. Right. Like that's what that is. Like that's not because, you know, he's an unreal defenseman. So it's just a matter of what type of road you kind of want to go on. Just like Bo Horvat, like he'll always be in top five scoring in the Canucks for sure. There's no doubt. But Pedersen doesn't have an A, he doesn't have the C, but he's their leading goal scorer. Not right now, at least. That's JT Miller. Um, so it's just a matter of, I would say, I would say the letters are dished out more based on leadership, if not opposed to statistics. Not this, yeah. I mean, like, fuck, like the Canucks gave it to Luongo. That yeah. one year, like he wore the C, which was, I can't even remember the last time a goalie actually wore a C before him. Um, like, I think that's no, just no some, idea. No idea. I wouldn't even be able to tell you. So I think that wraps it up for hockey. But uh, Rafi, Josh, I'm going to include you in this episode here. Okay. So can't wait. can't wait. Random conversation generator. So I don't know how many questions we're going to do. What, what time do we have? We are at. About 24 minutes right now. 23 minutes, let's I say. I 23 minutes for hockey. Yeah, you talked myself. about a long time. I looked over the clock at one point. I was like, 10 minutes already? Jesus Christ. Whew, fuck. How do you feel? Do you feel uh, like you can do this without Elijah? Yeah. <laughs> My mouth's a little dry. You want some water? Yeah, please. I'm going to refill on the microphone. I think we might have actually gotten that. Dope. I think I think we easily got that. Okay, so first uh first random question and elijah i promise this is not a swipe at you it was actually the first one we found well keep in mind that we have never used this before no we don't know what's on there no not even a little bit no okay so if you could get rid of the world of one disease what would it be coronavirus is a very hot topic right now 
Would you? Yeah. Okay. I went. Okay. So, okay. So hear me out. So I was talking to my dad the other day yeah. and we were doing the math behind coronavirus. Yeah. So let's say hypothetically speaking, coronavirus has the potential to infect 70% of the population. 75% okay. of the population, let's say. It's a lot. 7 billion people in the world. It infects 5 billion. It has a mortality rate of 2%. That could kill 100 million people. True. By the time it's over. But that's only if it infects everybody. And that's like if it literally infects everyone. Every single person. Yeah. Yeah. So not the end of the world. Not the end of the world. It'll be gone in like a few months. So for me, I think it would have to be either AIDS or cancer. The two big ones? Yeah. Like you got to get rid of one of those. I would say maybe cancer. I feel like there's... You know, AIDS was really prevalent in like the 80s and 90s and whatnot. Yeah. Um, kind of have it under control a little bit more now. A little bit more. At like, least where we live. Like you can survive yeah. with, with um, is it HIV or AIDS? Uh, HIV. H- HIV, right? Okay, yeah. So anyway, I would say cancer because it's just like they're so, I don't know. I feel like cancer is just like it's been around before you know aids and it's still huge in our society and there is still no cure can i can i there's throw a curveball your way oh, there's gonna be a <laughs> do you do you already think there's a cure for cancer 100 percent. i was talking about this with my stepmom at brunch the other day on saturday and yeah i i'm gonna go down the rabbit hole here i think there easily is one but yeah. the thing is though is the way that the american market works like it's not profitable if you provide cures Right? It's true. Because then, you know, you can obviously... You release a cure who's going to fund it. Yeah, that... Yeah, exactly. Like, unless you're going to develop the cure more. Because because the medical system in the U.S. is just all privatized. So yep. they can make way more money treating it and, you know, keeping... And keep billing these Americans, like, just astronomical bills to, like, keep this person alive. Which I... I in my own head now, and I kind of brought it up when I was um, when I was having brunch, was... I don't like how if you can't afford something in the U.S., you are essentially putting a price tag on that person's life, right? So if you're in the hospital for like a month and like your bill is $30,000 and you're like, oh my God, like I cannot afford this. You take them out of the hospital and they die. Yeah. Like 30000 That's what you're evaluating this person's life on. That's what I don't like about the American health system. Which is totally fair. It's absolute yeah. bananas. but. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, we okay, can keep going. So forever. what's yours? Coronavirus? I, I want to say coronavirus right now, but realistically, I'd probably go... Swine flu. <laughs> that is... Okay. Wait, H1N1. <laughs> do you think, hypothetically speaking, that there will be another sickness or virus or disease or something like that that is much worse than coronavirus in the near future? Like the Black Plague? Like the uh, Okay, the Black Plague happened forever ago, but think about it. Like about once every 10 years, we usually have something like this. Oh, yeah. Like 100%. SARS. SARS was what? 2004? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's inevitable. I think it's just like the way that nature is. Like, there's yeah. always going to be something, something going on. Yeah. It's not going to happen in Canada or the U.S. It's going to be fucking some random place. Yeah. Um, and then you know, because where did H1N1 start? Mexico. I don't actually remember H1N1 started. Yeah, it was like it's a while ago. Yeah, swine flu. Yeah. I, I don't know. Anyways, anyway. final answer: cancer. Okay, cancer. Cancer. Okay, we're both in agreement. Love it. That never happens. Oh, here. Oh. This is a good one. Your favorite day of the week. My favorite day of the week? Your favorite day of the week. Thursday. Okay, cool. Yeah. I feel like there's too much pressure on the weekend to go out and do things. 
Like on a Friday? Yeah, like for people who work nine to five jobs, yeah. you get off of work and you're like, oh shit, I gotta go out, I gotta go do something, I gotta spend my day doing stuff. But it's like Thursday, it's like the possibilities are endless. You can go do something, you can go out if you really want to, because tomorrow's Friday. Yeah. It's the end of your week, or you true. can just chill at home and you don't feel guilty for chilling at home. Yeah, very true. Okay. What, like about, you? what about um, you? What about you? Sunday. Like, Sunday. That's a fucking stupid answer. I get, I get the podcast with the boys. It's my okay. Friday. Roxy is also on that day. Easily a Sunday guy. How was your last Roxy trip? <laughs> it was okay. Can we talk about that? No, no, no. Okay, no. rather not. It was fine though. Do you have any tequila Coronas? Hundred percent. But I was also crushing China whites. Why? And that's not a thing at Asian girls by any means. <laughs> I'm the white in that scenario for all the guys that have never seen me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here. 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 We, here we go. Where did your family go on vacation this summer? Do you guys do anything in the summer? Uh, okay, so I was working, so I couldn't go, but my family went to Disneyland. Love it. Instead, I had to settle, and I got time off. I went to Stampede with you losers. Nice. Yeah, nice. So, I, mean, I like to think I came out on top. Love it. I think uh, my family trip uh, with my mom and sister, I would always go down to Whitefish. Wait, are we talking about this past summer or just any summer? No, so, yeah, any summers. Oh. Like, where'd you guys go when you were a kid? Penticton, all the time. Okay. Penticton cool. was dope. Two Interior? lakes. Yeah, vineyards. I love Penticton. Okay. Peaches nice. everywhere. Yeah, Peachland, baby. Yeah, so dope. Um, yeah, I went to Whitefish in Montana, which is just kind of like right on the lake. Uh, there's a ski hill in the winter called Big Mountain. Apparently, it's awesome. Uh, nice. But we always went in the summer, and we always stayed like at the ski resort, and it was dope. It was so chill. Always brought my BB gun up there, and me and my cousins would have a little BB gun fight. It was awesome. Great childhood. That sounds painful. No, oh, yeah, it was fun. Though. That's not fun. Um, <laughs> okay, what time do you normally go to bed on average? On average? On average. Recently or over the past year? Uh, let's say recently. Recently? Like in the last like four months. I would say about 2 a.m. on average. Like lately I've been going to bed at 1 a.m. But before that I was like a 4 or 5 a.m. kind of person. <laughs> Jesus. I'd, okay, so this is my thing. I'd go to bed at 4 or 5 a.m. I Different things. Maybe yeah. editing the podcast. Maybe gaming or something like that. Yeah. But I would sleep until 1 p.m. I'd still get my eight hours. I was right. healthy. Right. Okay. Just want to get a whole lot of daylight. I like it. Uh, for me, yeah, I'd say 1 a.m. I'm kind of tired right now, but it's only 10.20. We also did crush a bottle of wine before this. We so that's did kind crush of, a bottle of wine before this. We're um, also looking at another bottle of wine like right now. a quarter full right there. So, um, Yeah, I'd say 1 a.m. But uh, is usually the average. But recently, it's been like, yeah, 4 or 5 in the morning. Yeah. yeah but it's kind of crazy. It takes over really easily. 100%. You try to adjust it. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Oh, oh, ooh! I like this one. This one's really cool. Okay, if you were in a witness protection program, what would be your new name and where would you go? <laughs> oh, I need to think about this one. I'd be Donald Sackrider, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd probably go to like oh, I don't know. Florida would be pretty dope, just because Florida. like everyone, just every, everyone hates it. But I'd go down there and just live my life in Miami. I think I would be Charlie Justice. <laughs> no one will ever pick up on it and i'd go <laughs> i'd go i'd go stay on the oregon coast i'd go fuck off to oregon yeah cannon beach yeah That's cannon beach thing? would be dope okay I maybe like florence it. maybe go hang out the sand dunes okay donald sack rider <laughs> charlie justice, charlie justice. <laughs> we, could, <laughs> we should definitely start some sort of two-person cop drama yeah i'm down it just fucking down. <laughs> okay oh this one's interesting <laughs> 
<laughs> Lay it on me, sack rider. <laughs> what is your favorite smell? Oh. <laughs> is it that one? No. I just, I just murder. Oh, I just murdered my microphone. <laughs> Oh, that was brutal. You you ripped ass on this mic, which then was passed down to me for whatever reason. And now you took the new mic the and brand. you shit on it. The new mic is mine. <laughs> I'm marking my territory. Okay, favorite smell. What do you think? Favorite smell? Um, I have a good one. I don't, I don't want to hear your answer anymore. Um, okay, so a couple of our friends have a salted caramel chai soap or some bullshit like that i think that is currently my favorite smell okay i like it yeah i like it i hate peppermint halo with a passion i will fucking i love peppermint halo yeah. that thing bangs your fucking sinuses you hear that Elijah? it gets a peppermint <laughs> halo. <laughs> a little bit of pep halo rub that on your forehead set <laughs> uh mine oh god well it's probably gonna explain the way that i am i really like the smell of gasoline <laughs> <laughs> you really like the smell of gasoline and black sharpies <laughs> holy shit <laughs> oh god um that makes sense though you're from calgary yeah oil seriously. country yeah oil <laughs> baby, the liquid gold this reminds you of your childhood <laughs> <laughs> oh okay who who was your first celebrity crush oh easy sandra bullock like as a kid yeah 100 <laughs> percent. you like the older ladies eh you re- remember when i was a kid that was like what like 16, 17 years ago? I guess. She wasn't an old lady 16, 17 years ago. Uh, yeah, but she was still like 28. That's fine. Okay, cool. That's a prime age right now. Okay. I think mine was... Uh, I can tell you who Elijah's is. Who's? Anna Kendrick. Like childhood? She Probably. She wasn't even around. Probably. I don't know. Okay, cool. What are you deeming as childhood here? Like, I'm like when you're on Nickelodeon or Disney Channel and you see the actress that's on oh. the show, like someone like that. I was thinking like pre-teenage. No, I'm thinking of like like oh. fir- like your first crush. Like mine was probably either Ashley Tisdale from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Thought she was hot. That makes a lot of sense. You still watch The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody? 100. I got Disney Plus. Uh, <laughs> I like um, Vanessa Hudgens from High School Musical. She was pretty good looking. Big Disney kid. But uh, oh, who was the other one? It was just on the tip of my tongue here. Oh, um, Jamie Lynn Spears, Zoe 101. That really girl was fire oh even, yeah she even when nice. she got preggers really early yeah i got so sad when i found that <laughs> out i'm like you that rat bastard <laughs> luckiest guy ever yeah yeah okay all right all right okay uh actually actually no we're gonna okay do you prefer blonde or blin- uh brunettes 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 immediately brunettes actually yes brunettes i'm torn on that one so no comment lately i've been lately i've been having a change of heart but okay. primarily usually brunettes cool uh who is the most famous person you have ever met um the most famous person i have ever met is i forget his name he's the guy from the oh anthony mackie okay cool. the guy from the avengers who plays falcon oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy from pain uh no uh pain and gain pain and gain yeah, yeah. yeah the guy who does all the steroids <laughs> yeah yeah, 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 okay, yeah cool and then i think gets handicapped or something like that loses legs yeah maybe yeah something, something like, like that. that that's a great movie Really? I hated it. You didn't like Pain and Gain? Yeah. Why? Mark, Mark Wahlberg, The Rock, and Anthony, and Anthony Mackie. Mackie yeah. yeah. It was shot in a really cool way. Yeah. It was like, it was like, it had like, it was modern, but it had like a 1970s Miami kind of feel to it. True. It yeah. Did. Which was dope. Um, I think mine. Oh, um, I was in Portland. I met, uh, I met Jay Leno. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, Jay Leno, that's the old dope. talk show host. Yeah, that's so dope. He's short too, eh? Yeah. He, he, you literally look at him and you're like, this guy is so Italian. It's <laughs> or he looks Italian. Yeah. Um, you just smell the smell the calzone but coming he, off him. He gave me a mini burger. Like Go he on. was pa- passing out like little like sliders. We were staying at the hotel, this car show. Yeah. And he was taking part. And he was on the street. And we pull up, and he's right there. And I got a picture with him and everything. Super nice guy. Really? Yeah. It was it, it was crazy. It was awesome. That is nuts. Yeah, Jay Leno. I remember I saw. Have you ever seen the Breakfast Club? Yep. You, you remember the redhead? Yeah. Claire. So Molly Ringwald is the girl that uh, played her. Yeah. When I landed in LAX, when I was in LA, I actually saw her at the next luggage carousel over. I didn't say hi or anything, but I'm like, oh shit. No way. Yeah. Two minutes being into La La Land and I saw a celebrity. I was pumped. I got a, I got a question for you. Yeah. Favorite drinking memory? Oh dude, there's too many. Pick the number one or at least one of them. There's probably a lot, but um, what oh. story do you like telling people of a time that you were drunk? Oh God. Um, well, there's the roof story. We won't talk about that one. (laughs) We'll just leave it at that. Which is pretty funny. Um, Jesus, I don't know. Dude, honestly, I've had so many. (laughs) Just like, honestly, when it, uh, here's when I pissed myself on the party bus. That's a good one. Okay, I'll tell that one. That's a a funny one. Do I want to tell that one? I think you should. Should I tell it? Okay. So way that it went, I'll make this quick. So it was me, me, Bailey, a bunch of our other friends. And, uh, you know, we were getting after it. We, uh, Bailey was invited to one of his buddies parties and he's like, yeah, like you can bring like, you know, like a plus one or a plus two or whatever. Bailey brought like five guys like me himself. And then three other guys, like there were five of us. Yeah. And we were, uh, pre drinking at this guy's house and we showed up late and, the host is like, hey, like we're leaving in like 25, 30 minutes. So, you know, what do I do? I crush half a bottle of Ciroc. So I'm feeling it just just straight vodka, like with a little bit of Sprite and party bus comes out and I went to the bathroom before we left and we were in Surrey and we were going to Fortune uh, downtown Vancouver. It's about a 40 minute bus ride, give or take. Uh, I would say so. And I broke the seal. Yeah, I broke the big seal. mistake. So we're, I don't know where we are, but we're on the bus and like, I'm throbbing down there. Like, I'm like, I need to fucking go to the bathroom so bad. And I'm so drunk. So I go to Bailey. I'm like, Bailey, I'm like, you need to tell the bus driver to stop at the next gas station so I can go to the bathroom. And he looks at me dead in the eye and he like grabs, like he horse collars me like from the front. And he's like, Josh, I'm like, what? He's like, and he just yells. He's like, the bus don't stop for no one. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my fucking Lord. So at that point, you realize that your life is in this kid's hands mm-hmm. and he's just completely gooned. He's gooned. And I'm like, I'm like, I need to go to the bathroom. Like, I really do. So I'm sitting on like the, the leather, the leather seat or whatever. And I look to my right and there's a stack of red solo cups. Okay. And then there's the cooler. <laughs> so anyone who's been in a limo, put your drinks in there with the ice, whatever. So I go to the boys. I'm like, boys, I'm like, I need to pee. And I'm like, at the same time, though, I'm like, you guys can't make it obvious. So I'm like, I'm going to take my jacket off. I'm going to put it over my crotch. I'm going to undo my pants. I'm going to pee in, pee in a cup. And they're like, what are you going to do with the pee? I'm like, I'm going to throw it in the cooler. <laughs> I'm going to throw it in the cooler. And they're like, okay, cool. I'm like, we got you. They're all goon. They're all pissed drunk. <laughs> I start going. 
What do they do? They start grabbing their phones. The the <laughs> the flash is on, and they're just like, and they're just like, oh my god, what are you doing, Josh? And there's like a there's a video of me looking at like not directly at the camera, but to the camera over, yeah, and doing like the shh, <laughs> like, just stop. And oh my god, it was so fucked up. So then we finally get to fortune. I feel a whole lot better. Yeah. Meanwhile, the piss is in this party bus, <laughs> just like in the cooler, and uh, people are grabbing drinks, not knowing that I that I tossed it in there. And maybe I'll maybe think about posting this on our Twitter page. I think you should. I think we should. Hundred percent. So there's a photo. We got all the boys going. We're all lit. And one of the girls that we're with is like, oh, my God, like, you guys should get a photo. And we're like, yeah, cool. <laughs> so it's dark. Obviously, it's in the club. And we're all hyped. Uh, and there's a flash, as there should have been. And they're like, okay, like, let's all see the photo. Let's all see the photo. And then they're like, what the fuck, Josh? <laughs> like, what's wrong with your pants? And, like, I look at the photo. And we call this photo the stain. Because <laughs> I literally had... Like it, like I legit like pissed myself. Like it wasn't like a small little stain. It was like my entire, my entire crotch area was soaking wet, and you could see it so clearly. This fucking, that is awesome. That is that is my drinking. That story. is the stain. That is what we call the stain. It was so bad, dude. I think the the, the worst part about that is that you were wearing like khaki beige pants, pants. beige pants and yeah. i still have them yeah mm. and i still wear them on a night out and whatever i do people that know about that sort of like hey don't drink too much and break the seal <laughs> yourself included <laughs> just look at them you're like cheers <laughs> oh my god dude it was so bad all right let's wrap it up with a couple more questions here or maybe okay. one we'll see how we're feeling um okay we're gonna do one more and then we're gonna wrap this up and then we're gonna go play video games right rap yes okay cool okay i just need to wait for this to fucking refresh the wi-fi is being the worst right now so i'm gonna i'm gonna go on a different different place okay this might be a hard one what would be the most ironic way that someone could die (laughs) the most ironic way someone (laughs) could die yeah i'm just gonna pick a line from alanis morissette song called ironic (laughs) The most ironic way somebody could die? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's... To an ironing board. What? What? <laughs> I think uh, I think the one... What's the line from the song? She's like, the guy that was afraid to fly... Okay. Just rolled his eyes as the plane went down. <laughs> <laughs> I died. That's was a good one. So, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Do you have one or no? No, no idea. Okay, well, let's wrap it up. Let's then. wrap it. I'm okay with that. All right, perfect. So, episode 45, we are out of Elijah's for the week. Uh, thanks next, for hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with me, Raph. I'm actually glad that you actually got some mic time here. We hardly ever hear from you. No, that's fine. I like being the guy behind the scenes. Yeah, I love it. So, all right. So, episode 45 in the books, or is it 46? 46. Fuck. Uh, yeah, see, I don't have a lodge here. To on this stuff. <laughs> All right, just redo it. I'll, yeah. hard, I'll hard cut it in. No, it's fine. No, okay. <laughs> episode 46. <laughs> All right, see you on Sunday, episode 47. Check us out on uh, Twitter at Stick and Ring Pod. And then make sure you check out the Hockey Podcast Network on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. See you, nerds. Later. Oh, harder, baby.